We stand on the brink of Armageddon, diseases for which we have no cure. Fundamentalist states who call for our destruction, nuclear powers over which we have no control. And even if we navigate these dangerous waters, we face other, even more inevitable threats. Global warming will melt the polarized gaps within 80 years, flooding 90% of all habitable areas on Earth. Unchecked population growth will overtake food production in less than 50 years, leading to famine and war. This is not conjecture. This is fact. One way or another, our world is coming to an end. Now the question is, will we end with it? What do you propose? I propose that we end the world, but on our terms. shit my name is adam and i'm melissa and this is below freezing a podcast in which we talk about films that have a rotten tomato score of 32 percent or less and we've done it we have reached the end of our resident evil journey uh the the last of the six films um and and we had to bring back a former guest uh uh somebody who i would say is way more excited about these films than at least i was Maybe not Melissa. I don't know. I don't know. Her level of excitement was pretty high. Um, <laughs> but we are welcoming back uh, Mr. James Tweedale. James, how are you doing? Woo! <laughs> Thanks for having me back. Oh, oh of my course. Gosh. Now, so now, and you are our, our most recurring guest uh, uh, between the tuxedo. Great, and, great movie. And the other Resident Evil film that we did. Um, so, so you're you're a seasoned veteran of being on below freezing um let's just i mean well, I maybe heard, oh. i heard you got bombarded with fan mail and messages after the last two and we gotta give the people what they want right it's very true very true <laughs> I, I i'm not even gonna Speaking undersell of, that james yeah. can you stop messaging us <laughs> <laughs> wow is that that bad of a joke yeah. <laughs> no there's all a delay those, there's a delay all of those messages oh. were me you're right. No, Melissa's right. It was so me. So, I want me back. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Resident Evil. Oh my yes. gosh. So now, so we've reached the end uh, of this journey, and and we'll we'll ask we'll ask some big questions at the end. Um, but we'll we'll save. But those. what great time! What great timing! Because Resident Evil is really hot right now. So I was gonna I was gonna save this, but do it. I do. You can. You want to give Melissa some news? I guarantee she doesn't know this. I don't know anything. Oh yeah. So right now, uh, the eighth game, Resident Evil Village, uh, is out uh, and is doing very well. It's the most popular Resident Evil game of all time so far. So far, they are about to release the downloadable content at E3 and announce what that's going to be, as well as my favorite game, Dead by Daylight, on Tuesday is releasing its 20th chapter, uh, all tied up with the Resident Evil anniversary that is this year. Uh, and so it's a huge crossover event. Uh, I think you you timed this perfectly. Way to go, Below Freezing. Uh, Resident Evil. 
props to so, all of them. So you left out the one I thought you were going to say. Oh, what? Oh, no. So so Netflix is developing a oh, live-action yeah. series. What? Um, and uh, Lance Reddick from The Wire and John Wick movies is slated to play Dr. Isaacs, um, which is just... Is oh, it, no. Is it... I- Wesker. Albert Wesker. Wesker. Yes, it's Wesker. Wesker. Um, so, so Resident Evil as a as a franchise, as an as IP, not going anywhere. But the the we have reached the end. Let's just we've reached the end of the Mila Jovovich, Paul W S Anderson Resident Evil journey. So okay. that's, but Resident Evil shall live hey, on. Well, good <laughs> as it should. Like, <laughs> yes. Um. So. So. Yes. Yes. We're, the timing of this is great. Um, I also I watched the DVD and the special feature documentary on this. Uh, so I just I have some insight as to their process to this movie as well. So I'm well, excited to discuss. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh. So. Um. There's no. There's no real who picked this movie. We decided to do this early on. So we're the, we're at the end of a journey. Uh. We're back to Paul W. S. Anderson. Um. Who wrote and directed this one as well. Um, uh, some of our familiar faces, uh, Milo Jovovich coming back as Alice, uh, Ian Glenn coming back as Dr. Alexander Isaacs, Ali Larder coming back as Claire, uh, and Sean Roberts coming back as Wesker. Those are our returning faces. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the people who didn't get invited back. I don't know if there's a real reason as to why, but anyways, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> so we have, um, I don't know how to say this guy's name. It's E O I N. That's a shitload of vowels. Eon, I don't know. Uh, Mackin, who plays Doc, he is the spy working for Umbrella. He's the one I think who is um, ha- having eyes for Claire, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. Right when they say that that someone might be a spy, I definitely thought I have not been paying attention enough. And then I thought Melissa knows who it is. Like, <laughs> like that was the, my two thoughts. Was like. I've not been paying attention enough, and at this point in the movie, Melissa already knows. I've already guessed it. I literally guessed it from the moment. She did. She did. I knew it. I knew it. I was watching. Like Melissa knows who the spy is. Uh, 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 Fraser James plays uh, Razor uh, Ruby Rose plays Abigail uh, William uh, Le- uh, Levy plays Christian these are all the people who are survivors that are joining uh, helping um, save the day as it were um, and, and you know quite honestly I'm just not going to say the rest because it really is those four people I said those four people I said are really um, the, the people to, uh, to, give, to give props to except there is there is one other name um and I got to look it up here, and it is Ever Anderson. Ever Anderson plays the Red Queen, and Ever Anderson is the real-life daughter of Paul W.S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich. So if that's not just some horseshit nepotism just oh. slapping us right in the face, there it is. Well, I was going to say that's kind of sweet. <laughs> well, well, I went, I went the harsh route. But they met on the first movie. I know. I know. And so, like, in the last movie, they have their, their kid plays the Red Queen. That's kind of cute, I mean, right? they run the show. So, I mean, they, they're going to pick whoever the hell they want to. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so, let's, let's we'll, we'll bump over here to stats. Um, accolades. Okay. So, um, there was only one that I really found. Um the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, 
um, which again is a real thing. Fangoria is a horror magazine. Um, it lost worst film to a movie called The Forest. I watched the trailer for The Forest, and I'm pretty sure they gave worst film to the right movie. Um, it that The Forest does not look good. Is that the the forest? Is the one where it's it's about that forest in Japan and and people kill themselves and they go there? I and, think and so. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Never um, heard of it. I've got to say, for Fangoria, they're they're not looking at the forest <laughs> for a for a good movie. So, um, and then, so so we've been doing this lately. When we get to budget, we've been talking about what what the numbers were for this film and how it relates to the last film. So again. I think I find this shit fascinating. So here we go. The budget for this movie was about $40 million. So it was down $25 million from the fifth one in terms of its budget. Opening weekend, it made about $13.6 million, down $8 million from the movie before. Again, not good. Uh, its U.S. gross was $27 million, down $15 million from the film before. But, but... Its worldwide gross was about three hundred and twelve million, up seventy-two million from the year before, or what? from the movie before. What country? Uh, it's so all sorry. of them. Oh, it, I, I don't know. It's but worldwide, like it, and that's then, insane. And so, so in the U.S., it was the ninety-third highest-grossing film that year, uh, but worldwide, it was the thirtieth. Oh my god! So. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just wonder too, like, I think outside, it's that, it's outside it's of the brand. country. Yeah. It's the brand. It's the, it's the, the game recognition from other people just across the world. So as much as the numbers went down in the U S and, and maybe where it should have been up worldwide though. That's impressive. Killing it. Yeah. Um, I, so we do the reviews and Normally, Wait, you did know, you skip over what we're drinking? Oh, I totally did. Well, we'll get to that. In a second. <laughs> we'll get to that in one second. I was like, Bef- wait, why before, does this feel so strange? Before you guess, okay. before you guess, we'll do it. I know we're mixing it up. It's it's the final. It's it's the final chapter. I think it's deep the down, final chapter. He's just. I think deep down, Adam Adam says he's happy that this is over, but I think he's a little lost, knowing that there's not a seventh one for us to cover. I think uh, you're just so used to this. I'm I'm lost down the path of euphoria in terms of not knowing. Uh, um, so so normally when we find reviews, uh, you know the movies that we're reviewing, you know they're they're low, they're thirty two percent or less. Um, but I found one from Kimber Myers who writes for the L.A. Times, uh, and I I think I just pulled uh, like the first two paragraphs. So so here it is. Boasting a higher body count than its IQ, Resident Evil The Final Chapter is violent, idiotic fun. Newcomers to these video game adaptations may feel like they're being pummeled by Mila Jovovich's hard-punching Alice and the pounding metal score from Paul Haslinger, but those who have sat through five previous films will feel right at home. In, In House of Cards, Oh, it's House of Cards plot falls apart with light breeze, but fans were never here for the storyline. Instead, they expect to see Alice's superhuman fighting skills, zombie dogs, laser death traps, and mutated monsters, and director Paul W.S. Anderson knows his audience. I mean, this the, the review wasn't like this is perfection, but it was a it was a kind of a glowing review. Yes. Like people, you've made it this far. This is exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah. 
but but I mean, uh, I agreed to some point with that, but we have seen the other five, and I think all of us are feeling like I don't know, empty and unsatisfied uh, by the final chapter. Uh, this is a odd, odd cap, I think. And then, yeah, he's right. He's that we're gonna feel right at home. Because we've seen all of these scenes before in a different order. Like, yep. I don't know. It is a it is a very glowing review, and it is like saying, "Hey, fans, if you like the other five, go check this one out." But um, that's a big if, I think. No, it is. It really is. Well, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Okay, well, well, well we can get into. We're this. we're very close. We're very close to the start. <laughs> so now we get we're to the point. Getting- yeah, we're getting some tension here. We got difference of opinion already. Here we I go. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> so we get to the point of the show where Melissa tries to guess the the uh, critical and audience score of the movie. Here is the blurb. Okay. Resident Evil: The Final Chapter may prove mind-numbingly chaotic for the unconverted, but for fans of the venerable franchise, it offers a fittingly kinetic conclusion to its violent post-apocalyptic saga. Um. So, uh. Melissa is aware of this, and James, I will let you know this too, that this one doesn't quite meet our criteria, but we had to include it uh, for the for the pod, and also that this is, just so everybody's aware of this too, the highest rated of the six movies. Well, obviously, <laughs> if it doesn't meet criteria. Well, but, but the first one didn't either. Oh, my God. Ah, shit. So, that was our first one. No, 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 don't oh, go I don't back and look. Have that book it's fine. With me. So, Melissa. Ugh. Uh, well, that was not information you gave me. Well, it doesn't matter. So we're here now. Critical and audience. Okay, my critical's thirty six percent. Okay. My audience is forty one. But yes, I think my audience is skewed because I watched it with you, ah, and yes. your reactions made my reaction like I felt like my reactions were not the right ones. Well, they weren't, but that's so okay. I I lessened that. Deep down, I'd put this at like a seventy-seven. Ah, ah, but you're but you're going with the audience score of, of forty-one. All right, James, do do you know, or would you like to venture a guess? Um, so I I, I forgot actually what the threshold is for below freezing. Thirty-two. What's, what's up? Thirty-two. Oh, really? Um, okay, then I think it's thirty-three in the cat in whichever category it it. it it got over the critical, yeah. And then, um, and then in the other category, I think it's like. So wait, I think the fans liked it more than critical. So it's thirty-three percent for fans. And 30, and thirty-three critical. critical. No, you're saying critical is thirty-three. Oh, I am. Okay, then critical is thirty-three. Then I guess fans would probably like it more. So then, oh, and you did forty-one. Um, <laughs> thirty-eight. We'll do 38. Okay, okay. So the uh, the critical score was 37. I was close. Wow. And the uh, audience score was 48. I was close on that. Wow. So so you were you were off with the skulls last time we chatted, but, but, I was, but you're getting you're, back you're bringing on. it back for for this one. <laughs> um. Okay. So uh, in terms of some of the and and we'll get into the plot here in a second. I I kind of wish. Um, I had some better trivia. Um, but unfortunately, there was some there was some crazy shit that happened 
in the making of this movie. Okay, let's hear it. So I'm just going to read this verbatim from the Wikipedia page. Uh, During filming, Jovovich's stunt double, South African stunt woman Olivia Jackson, was severely injured when her motorcycle collided with a camera crane, leaving her in a medically induced coma for two weeks. (gasps) She'd been riding a high speed at high speed without a helmet leading to the accident, ripping half of her face off and crushing her facial bones. She had uh, a paralyzed arm, cerebral trauma, a severated, uh, severed artery in her neck. I mean, just a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, she and the crane operator both claimed in her lawsuit that the, that director Anderson had changed his mind about the angle of filming and gave the crane operator the order to raise the camera one second later than he had done in the previous rehearsals. Um, that she was misled. Uh, I think she she won she won a lawsuit uh, because apparently um, they weren't going to cover all of her medical her care and she won. Oh my god! Um, but here's a second accident happened. Um, uh, a Humvee fell on um, one of the uh, uh, a crew member, and he died on set. <gasps> That's the one I thought you were gonna say to begin with. Is I knew someone died. Yeah. This. So you know how there's the um, uh, there's those Humvees in the it, that they're driving throughout the shoot. One of those <gasps> fell on a, on a crew member. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So like that that shit is crazy. Like that actually happened. Um, yeah. But then. Uh, so then, and then, but the, then the other thing that I read was just like this whole idea of, um, other characters who don't come back. Uh, obviously we're not getting, um, Odette Fair. We're not getting, uh, Michelle Rodriguez Mm -hmm. and, and, and the little girl. Well, so the little girl, oh, 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 the, 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 um, clone girl. Yes. Yeah. And they tried to, and from what I read in the novelization, they tried to explain like, the war that happened in DC because all we get in the movies that the, it happened and it was like a, to- a total catastrophe. <laughs> and like that, that's yeah. pretty much it. Wait, was that what, what she was saying at the beginning that, of the movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. We see her come out of that, uh, the okay. bunker. She only one that made it guys. I have an issue. Uh Oh, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'll let you finish, but, I have to be the one that tells you my first few notes because I think both of you are going to be like, were you not listening to what was being said? Don't look at my notes. I see you reading. I wasn't looking at your notes. Anyways. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Let's keep going. Cause I, well, you're now it, answering questions. And that's, and, and that, that's really all I had. I mean, in terms of some of the specific stuff, um, but, but that, and I'm sure as we go through other things will come up. So um, again, so in terms of the plot, uh, we left the the fifth movie ends and uh, uh, Wesker is showing uh, Alice like the big the big final push they're gonna do at DC setting up what I imagine was a hell of a fight that we never get to see. Um, Alice emerges. <laughs> um, she emerges to uh, uh, basically uh, she she gets uh, picked up by um, uh, fuckface what's his name uh, Isaacs. And but ultimately she gets the the Red Queen gives her this information that in 48 hours this fuck this this ticking clock thing is a bunch of shit that basically we find out that in 48 hours uh, that everybody in the world who has still survived will will die. Okay, so I just want to I this is really important for me is this level of this security measure right this security measure in the virus is timed out for. 
10 years, three months, two weeks, three days, and 48 hours. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, this is the worst security measure ever. However, if you touch an umbrella motorcycle, you are dead. It's like, you know what I mean? You, that's a security system, is the motorcycles, they're safe. The, the lifespan of this virus, we don't know what we're doing. We sell pharmaceuticals, but we've got this deal with BMW, so we've got the security measures over there. Like it's ah, oh, like, it's so frustrating. You're right, Adam. When that ticking clock thing came up, I was so mad. So wait, wait, wait. Let's come on. Let me just let me just ramble through for like thirty more seconds about the plot. So so Alice is now on a mission. She gets picked up by uh uh by by Isaacs. And, but 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 in typical Alice fashion, fights her way out of it, uh, finds herself back in the company of Claire and that crew, trying to make a stand somewhere in Raccoon City, um, which is where she has to get to to the hive to release the the antivirus uh, into the air. Um, and then that's 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 those are the set pieces. There's a big stand, and then they get to the hive, and then they have to fight through. Uh, so this might sound weird, but I think where we should start is with the twist. So. So the twist being that Alice is actually uh, was created from Alicia, and I, I skipped the whole cold open, which is my bad. So in the cold open, we find out that there's a doctor who has a child who has like progeria, which is basically like the Jack syndrome from Jack, where Robin Williams ages uh, ultra fast, uh, which is the only way I can think about it because that's that's exactly what happens there. But to like reverse it or fix it, the doctor comes up with the T virus thing. But obviously, um, Isaacs and crew want to essentially want to essentially wipe out a majority of the population, cleansing it, if you will, and then quite openly. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a this is a board meeting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so Alice is essentially created from this guy's daughter and uh that old the old lady we see in the board meeting an old lady at the end is is alice and um alicia alicia yes alicia yeah so so and alice has been a clone all along and when we first saw her in the first movie that was her waking up yeah or that was she was created for the role of security guard Adam Brown. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so th- that's that's kind of this twist, and and that's that's sort of what we're living with at the end of the movie. But throughout the movie, throughout this movie, there's been this expectation that anything that has the T virus within it, once this antivirus is released, that they will die. Now they're talking about the zombie s creatures, all of the mutant things that we see, but there's also this like. Alice is going to die too. Everybody keeps saying, you know what's going to happen if you do this. Mm-hmm. And then she doesn't die. And I, I, I think the first thing I want to start with is that this franchise left such a bad taste in my mouth. Of course you kill off Alice. That's the purpose. That's she's, this was her journey. Her journey was to sacrifice herself to save what little of mankind is there. And then they fucked that up. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I agree. I agree. I think her <laughs> in the end, and I, okay, her in the last scene riding off on the motorcycle, and she's saying, like, she's still got things to she's kill. She's still got things to kill, and, you know, it could take years. 
yeah, months for, to years for, yeah. for the vi- for the antivirus, anti-do- whatever. Yeah, yeah. To like go through the air, and then the last shot was that big creature following her, like the shadow of that big creature. And I was like, I don't think that. A- I'm curious, and James, you watched or listened to or you know behind the scenes stuff. My first thought was that is not how they planned on ending it. Like, I don't think they planned on, maybe they planned on ending it where she like died, you know, I, I don't know, had a different ending, but then they switched at the end. They were like, well, we need to leave an opening because you never know, you know, like, yeah. I feel like that was I, Mila and her husband thinking, let's just leave it because who knows, maybe in 10 years from now, I'm still going to be looking this good and I want to want to jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who's to say? I don't know the. I don't know specifically uh, how true, you know, if that did happen or not. But to that point, I can see an ending that is like what Adam's describing that is truly like actually narratively satisfying. I can see that testing poorly with Resident Evil fans, right? Like, I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm sorry if there's a Resident Evil fan listening right now who is personally offended by their, by their narrative analysis skills. Uh, I'm insulting them. I'm so sorry. But again, like no one's, we we heard, right? No one's coming to these movies for the plot. Um, and I, I bet you're right, Melissa, there's this idea they thought they're not going to like it if she dies. Like our fan base, right? The, I mean, we're pandering the whole movie. I we, mean, they're good guys. Yeah. And I'm a team Alice fan. So like, I mean, I have to say deep down, I did enjoy seeing her ride off on that. Like I was like, yeah. Okay, I have a, I have a question. Okay. Okay. Now, now I will fully admit that I don't play the games. I'm not into the the whole lore and mythology of the games. I well, I don't game in general, so I'm not I'm not I'm not I just I I just don't know. But from what little information I know is that the games mostly revolve, especially at the beginning, revolved around Claire and her brother, right? Yeah. Okay. So. I guess my reaction is this, if Resident Evil fans are pissed about Alice and be like, why aren't you pissed about who the protagonist of these films are? Okay. Okay. Well, 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 I, well in the purposes of this podcast, <laughs> I'm talking about the movie fans, well, which I think are here. <laughs> okay. Cause... And I think the game fans, I think there is some overlap. Sure. For sure. sure. Um, but uh, yeah, the, no, like you're totally right. Like the Alice's for these movies, that that's that's been her journey, right? Her purpose is this thing, and uh, and we don't follow uh, anything remotely close to the the story of the game because because I knew someone came back and I couldn't remember who, but when Claire showed up, I was like, Claire, who's been worried or cares about what she's been up to? Like within this world, like. We don't. We met her brother, right? In the and he was in the jail cell, or whatever. Yep. yep. And I, I'm, and then I don't think she's in that movie, is she? Like, no, they do. They she meet. She was in that. They, they meet. meet. Oh, they yeah. Meet. Yeah. And because and because then we meet. We, we we've done that. Yeah. Where's her brother now? Like, why is Claire back? I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure Claire's back because around this time, Resident Evil Revelations Two is coming out. And she wears the same outfit in that game yeah, yeah. as she wears in the movie. So it's like, oh, here's our game that's coming out and our protagonist. We haven't seen her in a while in the movies. And that, and, and when the decisions like that are made for a movie or for a story, like which, again, 
this is, these are my theories, right? Like last time I talked about the release of a game tying up with, with certain things. But we, we see things from the games that have no justification, like the, the weird, like, parasite that comes out of their mouths. Yeah. It's a huge part of the games. Really explained because that's a very different thing. We we don't explain that okay, at all. Like, like it's um these flying dragons in the sky are they part of the game? Yeah, and okay. they come out of the, like they are explained like they come out of this like parasite thing that can grow and when you kill the person, it finds it finds a way to like like writhe away and flies accidentally and then they like evolve or whatever okay. right like there's there's files you read and and you see them in like things being tested on like oh cool yeah and now they're just in and they look angry they have emotions they're very expressive uh it's so odd the, the amount of time i said what is happening like out loud while watching this movie like i just I said, I think I would say like, what is happening? This is not a good movie. I would say those two things like right after each okay. other. Okay, hold on. Oh, I just have to... so. Oh. Let's go back to the beginning. Oh, okay. I think, back to the beginning. I think I need to rewatch this movie with a clear head. Now we didn't talk about what we were drinking to get through the movie, but I drank a lot. Yes, Do I did too. Remember what I drank? I think I drank a bottle. Oh, you had the the um. <laughs> Uh, the Riesling. Yeah. But yesterday, yes. And, and I almost had a whole bottle of Syrah. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. God, we're not alcoholics. We're not. <laughs> no, no, but you need this to get through Paul W. Anderson's writing. But so the beginning of this movie, I <laughs> I like the music. That was my first note. I said, music rocks. I like it. It was like upbeat. Was that, was that like at the during the like the the, the narration of the yeah. beginning or it was like, like after right before the narration? It was like kind of as the credits. The right whole... before the retcon. Okay, yeah. cool. And <laughs> my next note that I had was I started to hear the narration, and I immediately just like was gonna tune it out because I was like, "Oh, here we go. They're gonna explain all five movies now." But yeah. then I was like, "Wait, what did she just say?" And then they're talking about like. The perjuria. Yes. And I just wrote down all new information. I was like thrown off. Again, I'm like in love with this movie now. The music rocked, all well, new information. I, I wanna agree, Melissa. Like of the movies that start with narration, which I believe is all of them. Yes. Uh this was one of the more enjoyable ones. I was like, oh, this isn't just a recap. There, but there's some stuff in clearly, but not all of it lines up. Well, what we already <laughs> clearly I was just very excited at the fact that I was hearing new things, but I wasn't actually listening to what the new things were because I didn't hear anything about a war that happened. So then my next note is when she's coming out of the bunker, I was like, where the fuck is she? I didn't get where she was. And then my next note yeah, was, the Washington was pretty confusing. Yeah. And then my next note was, how much time has passed? Because again, and then my next note was like, where's the daughter? And then I started like having notes of like, but apparently all this was answered in the new information that I wasn't well, listening no, to. But no, that's not true. I mean, uh, some of it was, but a lot of like the question about the daughter and some of the other people, it's not answered. It's not answered at all. No. No. Um, so I, I'd like to pivot to um, uh, a category, uh, sub, uh, 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 a, a range of ideas um, in terms of uh what were these characters thinking? 
Um, just poor decisions, <laughs> poor decisions actively made in the movie by the characters. Um, I'd, I'd like to start oh, with um, uh, the, the first poor decision made by Alice to open the gate for one random person running towards them. I, if we have not learned anything from these movies, it's that the good of one is not for the good of many. Like, I'm sorry that this innocent, I'm sure she was innocent, I'm sure she was a lovely person, but she needed to die. And guess what? She died anyway. And, and so did other people. And how did Alice not, oh, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. I, Alice is this like badass, smart, awesome character. And the fact that she plays right into this this plan of of Isaac's, which seems pretty obvious to, to anybody at this point that he's putting this woman out there for her to be saved and for her to just like she was a sacrificial lamb. So that, that's there's 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 two of these I want to point out, but I'd like to just start with this one of why the fuck did you open the gate? I don't know. I thought the same thing. I think that was where I was like we were both kind of yelling going what is she doing and the, it was the slowest gate the slowest gate going down <laughs> like what should have happened is like when that woman was maybe 50 feet away they start raising it again and she would have had to jump for dear life just to hold on and like climb herself you know what i mean to actually get the gate to like shut with nobody else coming in but then when you see the entire world of zombies after this one woman it's like is it worth it? No. I don't know. No, but but as the you know, unfortunately, like as the lead, as the as as Mila Jovovich, as Alice in these movies, like her code, like she has to be on the side of uh, of saving that person. Well, like I, she can't be too cold. Like no, at least at no. that point, you know. But okay, I, but, but there's I, being cold, and then there's just being. Stupid. You literally have the world of zombies right behind her. And you've got like yeah. what, seven people left fighting for the well, do you know, civilization? Like it's kinda like Do uh, you know what, what movie I thought of when that moment happened was the purge, the first purge. And the whole genesis of that movie is that uh the son who is maybe acting a bit impulsively lets the stranger into the house before the security system shuts down. And that's sort of the crux of the movie is these people outside want to kill this guy who's inside, but now he's inside. And like, it wasn't like Ethan Hawke who, who would, who would have, would have not let the guy in mm -hmm. did. He didn't. It was the son. I don't know. There's something more like, what if, like, what if we do it? Like, what if we drop a hint that the doctor is the mole and the doctor's the one that lowers the gate before out? Like maybe Alice is on board, but like, she doesn't even get to respond first. It's just the gates. Like I just, there was something about Alice masking it. Like he wants to save someone, but he actually has an agenda. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I just, it felt so, I mean, I, and I know the point, the point is to get audiences to go, no, well, why'd you lower the gate? But then to take a step back, it's going like, this is just dumb. Like the tactical application of this is just baffling. Yeah. The other one, and we, we talked about this yesterday a little bit. So we have the moment where our, our crew of, of people to save the day have entered the hive and they've gone through the turbine and then Wesker reverses the turbine 
and is sucking the um the the air out the other way. And uh, the girl who's been helping her along the way, who who Alice is holding on to, slips her grips and gets killed by the turbines. And then and then he turns it off. Yeah. Because he killed one person. And if you're a Wesker, don't you just keep those on the entire like, time until you obliterate everybody who's in there? She was. I mean, Mila would have been the next to go. She was barely hanging on. Um, I believe. Each time we've come to Wesker, he has told the Red Queen to raise the defenses on the hive. Each time we cut to him, as they get a little closer, he's always like full defense. Like, like he's done it to max, but then we keep going back and he keeps trying to raise them higher. Like it's already at maximum. That was your first scene was it's at maximum. And it's like raise the defense. And she's like that. Defenses are maximum. Like you've done it already. Like, and then so he has no time. And then she's honestly, I know she's the mo- like she's compromised too. But I was with her of like, you clearly don't know what you're doing. If you, if I give you permission right now, it's you raised it three times when it was already at max. Are you sure you want? Okay, so- all right, you, you're gonna fail. Just so you know. I have to agree, and you just kind of like brought to life what I was thinking and it was I don't know if it was that time or the next time with the um with the I call it waffle the waffle laser walls I call it but I think it was that time I was like okay there was a point where the red queen was like (laughs) it almost seemed like she was like it's at she doesn't say this word but yeah she's like you're at max like you're at max yeah (laughs) you describing it and like what i was thinking you guys are gonna get this it's like when you're on stage with somebody and they clearly continue to go off book and you're trying to bring them back on but they're still going you get what i'm saying i feel like like that was a moment like he was like i'm just gonna keep pushing it and see what i don't know i'm making a really stupid like (laughs) She's trying to reel him back. She's like, you've been down here by yourself. All you're doing is drinking. We're seeing, and you're staring at that screen. Like, maybe I should look after the security right now. Like, Oh, man. I think somehow uh, Wesker's outfit was even tighter than previous films. What do you think? Uh, I wasn't paying attention. That you weren't? Mostly, oh, my God. I. How could you not? <laughs> Were you, James? I, I think... I think it's the same outfit, uh, but he's just a little bit. Do you think they just like, they just, they, a little more, just like tighten it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sunglasses uh, underground again. That's what he does. Okay. I know we kind of touched on this, but to go back to kind of the beginning, just where we see all these new creatures, all these new, like, things that have been infected and that have changed that have no explanation. But for some very weird reason, I was like really liking that. Sure. I liked seeing some like, sure. weird shit, yep. but I thought this movie somehow was going to like, when I saw when I saw that first flying dragon, I even told Adam, I was like, what? Oh my God. And it zoomed in on his face. And I was like, that's the devil. She's in hell. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, she's in hell and that thing is the devil. What is going on here? That is, wow. I mean, honestly, that's what I thought. Well, but this, and 
you saw Dr. Isaacs with all the yes. crosses. <laughs> yeah, and he, oh, an, an orchestrated apocalypse. And he keeps talking about like a different kind of arc. Um, but yeah. there it, was a very weird vibe because then there was another point where Dr. Isaacs puts his hand on the book. It's the Holy Bible. Did you guys see that part where he's like, this is the only word or he says something like this is the only word I know or yeah, need to know. Yeah. And he points to the Bible and I was like, so confused because I was like, what am I missing? Well, what? and that's that's with the crosses with like these creatures that look like the devil. And then you have like just death everywhere. Literally. It's like, what is this? Yeah. And we don't see all these symbols in any of the other movies. So I thought I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. All of a sudden, these religious symbols are, I mean, the closest might be in two when they're hiding in the church. I think there is a, I think there are some clips of the, sure. of yeah. the, of the Virgin Mary or the crucifix, whatever's in there. I think we have some of that. Iconography. Yeah. But, but we don't have any people talking about it or gesture. Like that's, that's big. And considering we've just seen this big, like history of Isaacs that we didn't know before. Right. Um, it's really jarring for me. And I, when I did that, I was like, I don't like this transition. But the way they set up what they were going to do with him and her saying, I killed you. Oh, it was a clone. Right. And that set up. And then for him to wake up later, I actually did kind of like that. Mm -hmm. I was surprised in Resident Evil logic within these movies. I was like, okay, you're, you're playing by your rules and you understand them a bit more now. Like, okay, I get right. Cause we can have drastically different interpretations of the same person because they do start to get this like identity. But then it's like, those themes are so barely touched on. Like it's, it's just hinted at, at the end. And, you know, at, with Alice's constant search for identity, you know, there's, there's some nuggets in there. They really are. Right. But well, I think we really have to sift through a lot of, a lot of things to find them. Yeah. Um, there's 20 plus minutes of Alice silently looking for stuff at different parts of the movie. And, and I swear they go back to a similar section. She like, she's looking around with a flashlight trying to find ammo. doesn't know anybody yet. And is about to get electrocuted by a motorcycle. Right. But then later she falls to the floor mm -hmm. and she's back in this hangar again. And she's got the flashlight out. I'm like, we already did this. How many times can she do that? Also, how many times does she lose consciousness in oh this series? Oh my god! Oh, I wrote that yeah. down. I go, how many concussions has she suffered in the movie? <laughs> but she's a clone, so like, do they even have concussions? Yes. I don't know, but I I'm pretty sure she gets scarred, right? Like that's disorienting. She loses consciousness a lot in this series and specifically this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She. She's she. Out. If she was in the NFL, she'd be out of the game. They, the concussion yeah. protocol would have pulled her out. She'd be in the tent. She's not coming back to finish the rest of the movie. Um, uh, so one of my favorite things that made me laugh re repeatedly. So, so we get introduced to this idea where Alice gets uh, thrown behind the Humvee and has to run to keep up. And she's being chased by the zombies, which is fine. But the thing that I... Like every time they cut to like an aerial shot and you can see the other Humvee, there is just some random person behind the other one running for their lives. And they never, we never check in with that person. It's just some <laughs> random person running for their lives. 
And every time they came back, it's like I, I, my inner monologue for that person was like, I wish I had her skills as he's just like <laughs> running to keep up. It's seriously, I, I chuckled so much. It was one of the best You're things. Right. You, I, I think it's like uh, she sees, you know, this person's running. They see the other person get run out. Oh, well, it's not just me now. And then they see her like do flips and she goes like, Oh, she makes it look easy. I'll try. I mean, wouldn't <laughs> like, that be great if we actually saw from a distance while she's fighting this guy <laughs> on the top of one of the Humvees? In the background, we see that other person just trying to recreate. <laughs> I, I think you do one tug and trip, and then and just and then they're just, just getting dragged. Um, um hold oh, on, oh, I do have go. to say. So Adam said he laughed a lot, and one of my notes was just like. Melissa would enjoy this movie probably like 50 times more if Adam wasn't with me because I and there has to be more people out there like me because Adam will be like, what do you want to watch tonight? And I'll go something where I don't have to think like, you know, I'm a mama too. I'm Adam's wife. Oh, you know, I work full time. Like I have a lot. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get that. There's, I just don't I think. think. Some joy in that. We're back in this world. We've got some characters we recognize. We don't need to think too much about the new characters we get. Yeah. I mean, well, you're giving me a little more credit. I mean, Adam was like, it, early on, he's like, wait, how many miles? 400 and something miles to Raccoon City? And then he looks down at her watch, and then he's like, in his head, doing math on how long it would take to get there. And he's like, wait, what I looked at the I looked at the highway <laughs> on Highway 64. I'm like, what part of the country do they have to be in? Yeah, I was just curious. I but I just <laughs> and like and every every concussion she suffered, so much time went by, and I'm like, and he had a comment, and well, I was just but, like, I was like, but just, here's wait, but here's no, no, I was just like, just believe it. <laughs> if the movie is telling you this just is how believe. it should be, I was like, just believe it. It was just. But here's here's what I didn't like. Here's what can I, so ultimately. There's such a huge distance to cover in what doesn't seem like a long enough period of time. And then here's what I noted. This I, I so we spend a bulk of the movie where she has she has enough time to get there, and that's what happens. But then we get to the moment where she has 37 minutes. I remember there was one point where she has 37 minutes before the timer goes off. And now now there's more than 37 minutes left of the movie. How the fuck does that make any sense? This is a ticking clock movie. At no point can there be more time left in the movie than there is in the clock. That doesn't make any fucking sense. That, yeah. no, that is unforgivable. Well, I, I, that's, that sounds, that sounds well, really definitive. Well, there can be, right? but it's, it gives away the ending, right? Like, there can be more time, but it, you're like, well, it's going to blow up in five minutes, and this movie is 30 more minutes in it. <laughs> I guess they do it. I guess they figure it out and something else happens. Like <laughs> Now, I did jump pretty big in this movie. I Oh, right at the like right close at the to the beginning. beginning. Yeah. And it really <laughs> really scared me. So, can I set up the the scene in yeah, the movie? Please do. So, so Alice has emerged from like the White House and she's looking at the Washington Monument and like looking at like everything's fucked up and she sees the 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 monument pool. She goes to get water. And I'm just so just. That narration has sucked her in. I And I'm just locked in now because I'm like, don't do it. I'm pretty sure I was saying that. I was like, do not drink it. 
as she's going down to drink. And I was like, that water looks, it looks bad. And she goes to pick it up and put, again, I'm just looking at the water, like, I was on pins and needles because I was like, do not put that in your mouth. And then when that thing leaped out, I, and, then, and I yelled like an audible, like, oh, my God, I was like, ah, like oh, I yelled. Oh, oh, that. But so like that. But like that was like 20. I know it was loud. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. Loud. It was loud. Um, That was great. But that No, that like freaks me out. Yeah. But I was like, whoa. That I was just really, I was really scared. She was gonna get super sick from drinking that water, and that thing leaped out, and it like double scared me. That would be a great final chapter. It's literally just her dealing with stomach issues. <laughs> from the, like she's on her own, just and like she gets, just, she has like, a tapeworm. Know, oh my god! Yeah, she just meets up with everyone. She says goodbye to Oda Fair. She goes, goes up to Michelle Rodriguez, yes. finds her in a hut. Yes, goodbye. it's like the series like, finale to Six Feet Under, and everybody oh she gets to like say goodbye to everybody yeah. at the end. Um, okay, wait. Ah, damn it! I've. Oh, you have. To, I was gonna say, let's talk about the. The. Oh, I, I got it right here. Oh, say I it. I got it right here. The 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 line of the movie that spurned many a conversation afterwards. Oh yeah. Uh, when 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 Doctor Isaac says, "Oh, here you are." The Trinity of Bitches. Yes. Oh my God. It was so weird, right? It, I'm like, that's for like the weird teenage boys in the audience who just think bitches are funny. Where I was like, that line comes out of nowhere. I like, we didn't pause the movie, but we like slow turned to each other being like, what? Whoa, what? And also, that is newly awakened Dr. Isaacs, right? Yes. So presumably the Dr. Isaacs that has never met Alice in real life, he's only met her like when, well, if he did, it was before any of this happened, before he went to sleep, Yeah. right? So Alice is his through life. He certainly hasn't met the other two. He has no idea who they are. Only through Wesker just now and looking at CCTV footage. And it's like, it just doesn't make sense at all. So can we, I, I, I hate to just keep talking about how decisions don't make any sense, but I'm, I'm gonna, and I, and I have another one here at the end. So um, the big last thing that Wesker does with the Red Queen is to be like, you need to do, you need to wake them. She's like, are you sure you're not supposed to do that? And that's when real Dr. Isaacs uh, is awakened. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, so is, old Alicia. Yeah. Why is she awakened? Cause that, but so this is weird too. Like the laws of business supersede like this honor about like that. She's a co-owner. Yeah. He so, can't, so they he can't, can't they can't just, they can't un just kill her, but they, can, he, but they he can't can just murder the whole world. But he cannot kill the other person in the company. Well, no, and, but like, I, I, I get that he can't kill. I kill her, but does she have to be uncryogenically frozen as well? But I bet there was like something, some kind of weird ass protocol where, like, where you couldn't, it, you couldn't just you wake, couldn't him. wake one and not wake the other. I feel like, but the other one, she is woken second and separately, right? Yeah. Because we see after he's awake, we see her thing like yes. coming up. Yes. 
Oh, so then do you think that that was the Red Queen? The Red Queen waking her? Oh, maybe because that technically is, you know, this is awful that I'm relying on the movie's logic. But that is within, that's not a a betrayal, right? That's her waking an owner. I think that's well within. Yeah. Her parameters but it, of, I'm, I'm allowed to do that. But it's one of those things where it happens so, and I, like, I get it. There's the reveal of, of, of who she is. And, and we're, and at that point, we're not actively thinking about why is she here? We're just, we're getting the information and that's all fine. But again, part of taking a step back and looking at it is going like, and it's, and it again, thematically and, and for entertainment purposes, I get why she's a, why she is brought right. back, but there is absolutely no explanation as to why she is right. there. At, at the end, other than especially to be a plot device. Yeah, especially when Wesker like openly says, I won't listen to you, even though you're my boss. Now, now we know that why you didn't need to wake her up at all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, I, I've in, in the, uh, my day job, they call that a, a CLM, which is a career limiting move, uh, telling your boss, I'm not going to do what you tell me. So, uh, I'm like, that's, I don't think he's going to get higher up in the Umbrella Corporation by saying something like that. Um, We've kind of moved past it, but it's just a note that I, I saw and I just want to bring up briefly. So I apologize. Like this might, oh. if you like it, it might be a horrible editing thing. Oh, but um, We like going all over the place. Didn't we find out in Resident Evil 2 that the Red Queen is modeled after that doctor's daughter? Isn't the Red Queen modeled after that little girl? I thought so. I thought we found that out in that movie. And then that doctor is not, is that, it's not Dr. Ashford. It's Dr. It's, 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 you know who it is. It's Harris, right? It's Jared Harris. Yes. Yes. Right. We never find out like he, he was a big wig in, in the corporation and he's not ever addressed. And I swear that the, was modeled after his daughter and here's here's and now it's not i think the, <laughs> the real answer is jared harris was like i'm good and this franchise is not and i'm not coming back and you can fix this shit later <laughs> yeah right but like but yeah that was that was a huge thing for me in the red queen of like i love that beginning intro but as soon as it said like it's modeled after his daughter i was like well, see, Wait a minute. And then I guess I was like, oh, duh, because you mentioned that before. Like, I remember hearing, like, the Red Queen was modeled after someone's daughter, but I just didn't put two and two together that that wasn't the same someone. <laughs> well, actually, I think they say that line in the first movie before we meet anyone. Like, yeah, she's an artificial intelligence modeled after the head researcher's daughter. Yeah. yeah. And then we find out that researchers is Jared Harris and he has a daughter. So we, I think we put, I think I assumed that. I think they, so technically I think they haven't retconned anything and I'm just very annoyed. Well, it's, about it's, it's so funny because, you know, it, and, and you know, we're all theater people. And so I think there's, we, we want to, we want to assume that our audiences are smart enough, like that we don't have to give them everything. Right. Like, and sometimes right. being spoon fed everything in a plot just feels like, okay, well now I can, I'm sitting back too much. I'm not, I'm not leaning forward. I'm not investing in what's going on, but you also like th- changing things or, or uh, not giving enough, like nobody, wa- nobody likes an exposition dump, but 
I, I would have taken an exposition dump earlier in the movie if it if it helped. And I and, and you, you mentioned there's so much of Alice just looking for stuff, which is okay. Yeah. I'm not against that, but like there really is this movie just starts off and, and, and again I hate to harp on this. We've talked about it already, but the end of five sets up what I have to imagine is like the a battle of all battles. And it's just like nothing. It would be like what what um it would be like Infinity Wars, but not actually. Oh sure. The yeah. Infinity it's like Wars. not knowing not knowing that Thanos snapped and just like, oh, they're gone. Oh, that's something that happened. <laughs> oh yeah, just skip over it. Because they did. They just skipped over it. Oh, oh man. I, I gotta think, say, I, I well just, the only other thing I had okay, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. when they fell into the hive. Yep. I was like, it looked oddly familiar, but not like the hive that we knew it from like the, the first one and the second one, I believe, right? Yeah. And then I was like, this looks weird. And Adam goes, doesn't this remind you a little of Saw? And I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. Like, so much of it was looking like Saw. At some point, I when when Claire fell into that trap and she was in that case, I was expecting somebody to go, "I want to play a game." <laughs> was that Batman? What Jigsaw. kind of again? The security features here, right? It's one air vent. It's one air vent, <laughs> and there's a part that goes straight down to a massive pit, right? There's not that pit is never explained. We're underground, and we had to dig that pit just for this security measure. Then we have right next to it, two positions that go different ways. What the, and it presumably that cannot be the, the, you know, the only air vent that has that level of security, right? Why, why is only this air vent have those then? That this is insane. That that is not a security feature. And why is it so sadistic that it shuts off one and then it's going to raise, it's going to warn you, we're coming back up and we're going to cut your fingers off. Like, why is it going to, like, I, what? Uh, okay, my, my final, my final note, and we don't yeah. have to be on this, but, like, <laughs> I was so happy when they got back into that dusty hallway thing, and then all of a sudden I was like, I know this room, or this, like, tunnel and it was the laser tunnel yeah, yeah and i was like oh yes and i was so i i don't know i was just like so excited that they brought back this scene and then to not to have all these different and i liked seeing her jump through them but it was deep down i was like how is alice gonna get out of the the waffle the one i call the waffle but the one that just, i got you. yeah the chain link fence but i was like yeah. she's somehow like they're gonna do it and she's somehow gonna find a way to get past it and I'm going to believe it and I'm just going to be like happy like as a Resident Evil fan that's what I want to see and when I never saw that I was just and and just the it's like I don't know it was like just the security levels definitely have diminished over the years like a few lasers that people can jump through pretty easily it's like really that like <laughs> but, I don't know. but that waffle laser from the first movie is the resident evil that that's that's the thing we've got to beat, and we thought we were going to beat it because i've had theories too right there's gaps 
Like, does she slide underneath it or something? Like, what? No. Like, we will never find out. Uh, yeah. So I was a little, I was so also, excited to see it and then just disappointed. When, you know, it was kind of cool also to see the room get smashed a bit until she reached down and grabbed the fluorescent bulbs that, that we know are there because we can see them in the reflections, but like, oh, it looks futuristic. Like, the lasers aren't made by these fluorescent <laughs> bulbs. You shouldn't be able to grab that. That's your prop master is pissed yes, yes. right now and is not actually there. Suspend the disbelief. Like. So, so, so I, I, I really, I don't have very many positive things to say about this movie. So I, I'd like my last note to be something that I, a moment that I actually liked, um, which is uh, the moment that real Dr. Isaacs has been unthawed and kind of reveals himself to, to Alice and Alice is looking at the table and looking at like the ice pick and the glass and the, the different ways in which she can get him. And he's like, you never make it to the table. And he's got the thing in his eye where he's got this like, uh, uh, Oh God, was it? It's like, it's, it's a, it's a defense system where he can basically predict. Yeah. Predict, yeah, yeah. Predict, yeah. And we, we see all the other ways. Now here's after, after this scene, I hated it. Because I, it, they kept going back to it. I'm like, I don't, I don't care anymore. Now, now you've, you've blown your wad. I don't care. But the, that first moment, that first meeting of them, and we see the different ways in which she could do it, and then we see it from his perspective, I was like, I like that. I, I thought that was fun. It was interesting. And we got to see just a lot of different kind of deaths and, and, and ways that things could go. So that like 45 seconds of her, her, her viewing and then his viewing – was I think hands down my favorite part of the movie. I thought that was really cool. I did think that that was really cool. James, what what is your final thought on on Resident Evil the final chapter? Well, I think we kind of talked about a bit of like the ending doesn't feel like a final chapter, right? Like that like and I kept doing this. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, so that's pretty fun. Um, I think my favorite thing is the fact that, um, so uh, something they said in the in the documentary is a fact about Resident Evil I like that I didn't even think about is that uh, this is the most popular and longest running female led um, action movie franchise. Uh, and that's kind of a big deal. I think that's part of kind of cool. Yeah. Um, while while I'm a much bigger fan of its source material, um, I I I'm in the same park as Melissa of like I want I want movies sometimes I can switch off to and just enjoy. The final chapter is not one of them. I'm gonna choose one of the earlier films. But, yeah. but but my favorite part of this movie is the fact that the part that you hate, Adam. It's the uh, is that is the end of a love story between a real one, right? Between Mila Jovovich and, and Paul, like they met on this movie, and they have a family now, and and this is a family thing, and they and they've brought their daughter into it, and and made her a part. Like I'm sure there'll be a release where they digitally change the girl in the first one <laughs> to, to look like their right. daughter, right? And so, like, I think that's kind of cute, and honestly, it makes it more than. Uh, because we, like you said, we are theater people, right? I think that's that's what makes me have it. There's a there there now. Without that, 
it's a trashy, horrible movie. But me knowing those extra facts, like this is really, really good. Like for Mila Jovovich and for like for w uh, women performers and their family, like you know that to me makes it like kind of cool. That's and and for them to know stop, even though that maybe the story doesn't sound like they stop. They knew they knew to to stop making these movies. I'm a little shocked too, Adam. I have to say. Oh. Because anytime like you get to direct something, you pick me as like costume designer or like vice versa. Like if we ever, we love working together. So we do that. If you were given the opportunity to put Stella or Sophie, maybe not Sophie because she's a little, I think she'd be a little too hard to work with. No, I agree. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Stella, she, you would do it. Oh man. Uh, yeah. I'm a hypocrite and I would. Yeah. 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 I would. <laughs> I would. But it's okay because it's us, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. And she did a pretty good job, right? That little girl, she could be an AI system. Yeah. I that yeah. little girl was a fun performer. I okay. Did I like this movie? I enjoyed it. I did. I think now knowing I missed out some pieces by seventy-seven that I said at the beginning, I think I am more at like a fifty. Like I liked it. It was not the best I also didn't feel like this was the final but I'm okay with that because I love like five years from now she's gonna look just as amazing if not better and I would love to see her do this again totally well, so like I'm I did like how that it it didn't it didn't like wrap it up where it's like she's not coming back I really hoped we'd see her have some sort of power again like, I don't know. I just kind of liked that aspect of it. Like this virus kind of did like how it mutated with her and she had these. And it was like the desert one. Remember where she had like this fireball or something? Yeah, like, she, she had some powers. I wanted to see something only in. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. I'm going to fix it. It's okay. There you go. <laughs> I wanted to see something, but only at the end. Like right at the end when she's riding off on the motorcycle and something happened. That's when I wanted to see something. Because like that's when I would have been like, awesome. It could happen. She could be in another Resident Evil one day. And that is like I, the like my I love like Team Alice. That's what Team Alice fans want to see. It's like the a different like where she could come back and have like a different story. Because now she has these powers that were never really explained and weren't used. I thought in one of the movies they got taken away, didn't they? did, they? but then they brought, remember, it was like he gave it back to her and then they have this line that's like, but he didn't really give it back to you. But it's like, but... Oh, that's right. Yeah. In that's right. the, honestly, in this movie, you can find a reason around anything. Like, he didn't really give it back to you, but then it could be like, but he... He thought he didn't, but the Red Queen put something in this, and now you have the powers back. Anyway, yeah, or they gave it to a clone, and right. that and that whole movie was a clone, and so we're we're watching a different clone now. Right. <sighs> this was a very weird ending. Yeah, for everything. Well, but what's even more oh. bizarre is that they. There, while there is no seven seventh Resident Evil movie with Mila Jovovich and Paul W S Anderson, they did just do Monster Hunter, which is terrible. But like, I'm just curious. It, at that point, 
if the character is still a, a badass female lead who can kick ass, and it's still Paul W. Wes Anderson playing with creatures and special effects, why not just return to the storyline? Because you do leave it open-ended. And there's no answer to that question. I'm just like, it, Monster Hunter is just like an offshoot of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it, it is in a way that Paul W.S. Anderson is taking a game franchise and not staying faithful to the material at all. Like, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's also great is bringing up Saw earlier. Saw had a final chapter, and then they had Jigsaw, and now they've got Spiral. Yeah. So if we Resident Evil, the final chapter, we might have The Hive or <laughs> Raccoon City Incident, you know? Yes. Like, oh, man. I, I mean, maybe I, I would they love... worry, Melissa, maybe, maybe they, sh- they should hire us to, like, come up with ideas for spinoffs, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so so James, where did where did you land? Good, bad, bad, bad. Somewhere in between. Bad, bad. I'm sorry. Like even for the switch off value, like I can watch one of the other movies. Yeah. This is a bad, bad final chapter. Yeah, I. Ugh, okay. Ah. Oh. Yes, I would have to say this is a bad, bad for a final chapter. And if there's, this wouldn't be the one out of. All of them. This wouldn't be the one that I would turn on again. Well, and, and only that's... for the opening music because I really <laughs> like that opening. The opening music was like, why didn't they play this music for all the other ones? Yeah. Anyways, I th- and I think this one and and all of the movies, all of the movies have a mission. There's there is a mission in every movie, and they're and they're really easy to track. Like it, it makes a lot of sense. But I think there was there's something. Yeah, there's something that you sort of implicitly take into a movie like this. If you're going to call it the final chapter, some kind of a, of a resolution that makes sense. And it's not that it didn't make any sense, but it just was very unfulfilling. And, and that's coming from somebody who has no stake in the, in the game, no stake in the franchise, and still felt like, man, I felt like, I, like meh at the end. Mm-hmm. I felt some of that effort, right? I, like there was a lot of harking back to specifically the first movie, right? And then... The uh, the other movies where we we meet Isaacs, right? We, yeah. we do reference at least this world that we've made, but it, it doesn't make sense even fully within this world. Why are the dogs not real anymore? Right? Like I don't understand. Yeah. The original, we were in okay in the first movie, we were in that triangle room yeah. for so long. We lived in that room. It's actually an elevator. It's always <laughs> been an elevator. That that room could have gone up and down the whole time. It was like, what? No. Kaplan was at that computer. It can't be an elevator. James, I'm <laughs> so sorry to be laughing. Our kids are supposed to be sleeping and they're literally walking down the stairs giggling. <laughs> so before Ooh. before our kids say anything. <laughs> Are we are, are we there? I think we should maybe. Wrap All right, so we'll wrap up, and there might be some excess noise. Uh, first thing is, James, thank you for returning to the Resident Evil world with us. Uh, thank this, you for having me. Of course, and this is definitely not the last oh, time you'll be God, on the no. show. So, so that's that's fantastic. Um, unlike other episodes, we we do know what our next episode's going to be. We're doing uh, Dear John, the uh, romantic movie with Channing Tatum and Amanda Seyfried. That is our next one. Um, 
Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. You can listen to us in all the major places, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of those. Um, and and uh, until our next shitty film, I am Adam. And I'm Melissa. And thanks for tuning in. Bye.